Good afternoon. Thank you for listening to Embracing Life. My name is Michelle. Um, I wanted to share an experience that I had with you regarding um, grief and my particular grief journey um, after losing my mother. Um, I've been reading a book called, well, actually, the author's name is Adriel Booker, and she she wrote of her experience of grief um, and stated that grief comes in waves. And it's true, you know, the, the emotion comes and goes, it comes and goes, and it comes and goes. And, you know, just like if you're in the ocean, you don't want to turn your back on a wave because waves can come strong, catching you off guard. Um, the same is true with grief and it can catch you off guard and hit you harder than you were prepared for. And it's actually what happened to me yesterday as I made my way to our family home in Florida. And about five miles from our place, I started getting profound sadness and just sort of a pit in my stomach and was dreading uh, my arrival. And I was by myself, which I was very happy about because I didn't have to pretend I was happy or cater to anybody. I could just deal with my emotions. And when I arrived at our home, I really was upset. And I just had a flood of memories wash over me and disbelief and just a whole lot of upset. And it made the task at hand very difficult, which was I wanted to go through my mother's clothing and her belongings and sort through things and really just start to get organized um, and get rid of things and do what you have to do after somebody passes away, um, the housekeeping, so to speak. And some people wait, you know, a year to do it, two years, three years. Some people never do it at all and they just hold on to their loved one's belongings. Um, that's that's not the, my approach. Um, while certainly, you know, I'll hold on to some things, um, keeping a full closet of, you know, my mother's clothing and all of her shoes and pocketbooks is not going to serve anybody well. Um, so my mission was to sort of sort through those things. And when I walked into her closet, you know, each piece of clothing <laughs> reminded me of her and I imagined her in it and um, I bought her a lot of her dresses and just could remember the sheer look of delight, you know, whenever I gifted her something or a new item. And she had such a love of clothing and fashion that um, this particular setting was really very poignant for me because she was always complimented on her looks and her clothing and took great care of her wardrobe in every respect. Um, so getting rid of her clothing and, and packing it up and doing all of that would be a very daunting task for me. And I, I literally just lost all motivation when I arrived and had to get out. I literally went shopping. I wanted to get some new things to make my space here look different. And I was out for hours. I went for a walk, I went to the beach, I called friends. I just didn't wanna come back here. And 
I finally made my way back and it was early evening and I still felt horrible and just so down. I didn't really want to be around anybody, which was good because I was alone and just felt quiet and wanted to be in my quietude and went to bed very early and I woke up at one o'clock in the morning. I slept in my mother's room um, and I really felt down and I woke up at one o'clock in the morning wide awake, started thinking about my mother again and just started to cry pretty for profoundly and for a good 15 minutes and I decided to get up and I just wrote a note to my brother and I said, I'm here, you know, a friendly note. Sometimes I do that in the middle of the night when I want to talk to somebody instead of picking up the phone at one o'clock in the morning, I'll just write a letter. And so I wrote a letter to my brother just expressing my difficulty and, you know, explaining how hard it was. I mean, and he knows. Um, the challenges of this situation. And, you know, I said to him, I don't think I can do this now. I need to wait. It's just not the right time. I'll do it later. I'll do it over Christmas. I'll do it in February. There's no rush. I just, I can't do it right now. And, you know, I went on and on about how it was too hard to do. And I told my friends, this is too hard for me. And then I went and made myself a cup of coffee at like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> And then I just kind of listened to music and meditated a little bit. And without thinking about it, I ended up in my mother's closet and I started going through her things. And before I knew it, um, I was knee deep. I was three hours in and I was well into completing the task at hand in one area anyhow. And by the time morning came and it was six o'clock and I actually had a real cup of coffee at a normal time, I started to feel good. And I started to feel good about my progress and about the items that I was keeping and thinking about my mother and I felt good. I wasn't crying, I wasn't sad. It was just, um, I was here to do the job and I had gotten used to looking around and not seeing my mother here and seeing the few different items that I bought really made a difference visually. And so I just sort of, you know, um, I want to speak to grief because if you haven't lost your parents, the grief that you will feel is really pretty poignant. Um, and it catches you off guard and it leaves when you least expect it. So, you know, the waves of grief are no different than the waves in an ocean. You might understand intellectually that those waves will keep coming, but some days they hit more forcefully, more fiercely than you ever imagined possible. And the thing is, is that just when you thought you might be able to predict the next set, a rogue wave comes rushing in, undermining your balance and sweeping your feet out from under you, literally. And, you know, it comes in waves, it's true. 
And, you know, for a while, you know, when you find out somebody's passed away, you're just kind of floating around and breathing and just getting through the day. And, you know, each day it gets better, but you still hold on to, you know, a memory, a photograph, a piece of clothing, and you stay afloat and you you manage and you live your life. But every once in a while, that wave comes crashing over you without mercy. And you have to hang on again because it doesn't give you time to even catch your breath. And you're back to floating. (laughs) And those waves, they might come further and further apart. And they do. But when they come, they still crash all over you. And they throw you off. And you feel lost and incapable and really adrift. And then you can breathe again and you can function And, you know, the issue is, is that you never know what's going to trigger your grief. I mean, I can tell you that, you know, coming to my mother's home and cleaning out her clothes, I knew that it wasn't going to be fun. You know, it wasn't going to be a party, but I didn't realize it was going to trigger me so much. And I should have known, but I just, I've been working in Boston, doing, unloading my apartment, getting organized. I've been running a mile a minute and I haven't been crying and I've just been functioning and living my life and I've been happy and good and all the while grieving but not grieving so I'm crying hysterical like I was well I mean I wasn't hysterical by any means but I haven't been walking around weeping um but yesterday I was and today I'm not today I'm fine and you just never know when that wave comes crashing but in between there is settlement and so you know it's different for everybody but I guess my point is is that you think it's going to take you down you think that wave of grief is going to take you down and then you survive it and you're okay and you keep going and you just got to keep pressing on and your life will not be the same it'll be different and that's okay too. Um, and that's that's part of the journey of grief, part of the journey of accepting that your parents are no longer living. It's a really, really, really difficult transition. Um, and I'm speaking from the trenches. I'm taking it one day at a time. And I just wanted to share that experience for anybody that is going through this episodic grief that it comes, it, it goes as, as much as you know, it's going to come, it will leave. You will feel good again. You will be happy. You will laugh and it's okay. And it just becomes part of who you are and you have to just accept it because if you don't accept that grief and you fight it, you're not going to heal. You're not going to know how to live with it. You're not going to know how to cope with it. You have to just give into it. Let it take its course. Let the wave hit you and it'll be over with and you can get on and enjoy, you know, the beach after the wave hits you. Um, Just know that it'll pass and and, uh, you'll be okay. So I just wanted to share that and hopefully it helps somebody out there who's struggling or will have to struggle with this at some point in the future. Thank you for listening.